Are you ready for part two of how to make 2024 better? It's interesting because I sat down and did my annual planning yesterday. The vibes at Starbucks were immaculate. Don't come for me. I tried to go to a local coffee shop and I'm going to be honest with y'all. It was so busy. People were sitting outside with their laptops and I physically cannot do that. No, uh, unfortunately, that was not on my bingo card this month or day. And mm -mm. so instead of, I gotta make sure we're on the right mic. Instead of going to the local coffee shop, I did my 2024 planning. The interesting thing about this is I'm also reading this book called 10x is easier than 2x, which talks about how multiplying your efforts by 2x is not the move. I am not fully finished with it, but it's a part of my thinking. If y'all want like a debrief on the book, I mean, I could debrief books all day long. We could have a separate book podcast where I just talk about books and how much I love books. Uh, stay tuned, 2025, when I have more time, we could do that. This part of annual planning, after you have done the reflection and the review, is more of how you want to frame things. I was having a conversation with a friend and she was like, I'm not a five-year girly. You know, I don't have a five-year plan. I don't even know what I'm doing next week, to be honest. And I was like that too. And I remember my first experience with one of my assistant managers. She wrote out this five-year plan. Actually, I'm going to get it out and reflect on it really fast in this episode but she had like a 5, 10, and 20 year plan. Now she was getting a finance degree, so it all makes sense. You finance girlies, shout out. But that was kind of my first experience of like having this plan in place. So I wrote, oh shit, okay. I wrote a five year plan in 2018 and it would have came up this year. So obviously there's a lot here. Take the GMAT, never did that. I did downsize my room. I have paid down a significant amount of debt. Oh, look. These are things I actually did. So let's check some of these off. Here is the interesting thing about a five-year plan. I'm like looking at this now and I'm like, holy shit. Obviously, things aren't going to go the way that they would. In 2018, when I looked at this. Uh, I did not know there would be a global pandemic or I would start a business, to be honest. And I didn't know that I would be leaving Massage Envy. The thing about it, though, is that life happens and things change, but that's not an attitude to have that you don't plan. And so for those of you who are like, I've done the reflection, but I have no clue, I want you to realize that you have more control and power than you realize and that this is your life. This is not somebody else's life. You're not a bystander. Somebody's not making plans for you. This is your life. And the interesting thing is, is people who write down goals are 33% more likely to achieve them. And I was somebody who spent the majority of this year not writing down goals because I was listening to, you know, don't have a goal, don't chase money, don't do that. And that works for some people. But for me, I, when I subconsciously have a goal, I'm more likely to take action towards it. And that's nothing to do with the teachers who don't teach that, who say, don't write down goals, don't focus on that. You know, there is a very big difference between focusing and hyperfixation. And that's where a lot of people need to have a conversation about like hyperfixation and are you an anxiety girly or man, if you're listening to this and what it looks like. The thing is, is that I would rather plan to win than fail to plan. 
And failing to plan is just letting life happen to you. And it's morbid, but losing my brother at 21 made me realize that there's so much out of life that you can squeeze out day to day. And instead of letting life happen to me, I was going to start approaching life in a way that this is mine and it's 100% mine. And what I want is what I'm going to go after. So if you haven't, this is my encouragement to you to do this. The first thing is, is I want you to screenshot a calendar, print out a calendar, something, and make a rough plan of when you are taking time off in 2024. Yeah, I said that. When are you taking time off? The last two weeks of the year, American and Canadian Thanksgiving. Are you taking time off in Q3 when shit hits the fan and it's slower than slow and you always want to take time off, but you didn't plan around it and so now you're rushing. That's been my experience the last couple of years. The interesting thing is, is that when you put that time in, right, you know, Parkinson's law states that things expand to the capacity that we give them to, or they shrink to the capacity that they give them to. We don't plan time off. We're not naturally going to take time off. As entrepreneurs, there's always something happening. There's always something going on. So mark that on your calendar first. And I also want you to start thinking about your schedule too. So in Scale to 5K, we talk a little bit more about this. And actually in Sales Society, there is a way to make a CEO schedule. I want you to start thinking about what times are you working and what times are you not? When are you taking time off on a weekly basis as well? So are every Saturday's phone free and you spend all day reading books? You know, thinking about those types of things and fitting it around because putting work in a place where it constricts allows you to one get off the scroll and I'm guilty of this I actually have an app called opal I'm gonna write this down so I remember this but I have an app called opal that allows me to block stuff and then I have one on my mac which is called self-control I'll link those down for you getting out of the scroll and creating and then allowing yourself that block to create to work to do those things and then having time off Burnout for me came from not having enough time off and it wasn't because I wasn't passionate about my work when I burned out in 2021. It was because I was working all the time and I wasn't realizing how can I like leverage things to work for me and where can I take time off and just hang out. So that's the first part of it. The second part is determining how much money you want to make and where you want it to come from. So there is actually a lead tracker that I will link down below where you put your sales goal in for a year and it will tell you how many clients you need to sign and those types of things. I want y'all to utilize this and understand that you can work on an annual goal versus monthly. And working on that annual goal, you could break it down to quarterly and help you determine that. But that is also going to determine your marketing. That's going to determine how you sell. And with time off, again, if you're taking, you know, 12 weeks out of the year, which is three months, your sales goals need to be, you know, for six months out of the year. It needs to be adjusted by that time. Because again, you can make as much money as you want. You can struggle to make money too because you didn't plan or you could plan to win and have that if you're somebody where this episode feels really overwhelming why don't you send me a message and I can give you a little linky link to a training around this that is actually going to be happening inside of salesy and then we might have a free version as well inside of sales society with how much money you want to make and what you want to do I want you to think about offers that you want to release and things you want to do The interesting thing is, is 
that you may have not gotten to all the things you wanted to do this year because you weren't planning. And when you have the end in mind, as Stephen Covey always talks about, it gives you opportunity to show up and do the things that you want to. Was your goal to grow an audience and by X amount, was it? Was your goal to launch an email list and you still don't have that email list? Was your goal to start offering coaching or consulting as a done-for-you service provider or to get on LinkedIn or to book, you know, some on-stage speaking for 2024? All of these things are important and focusing around not only the offers we want to release, but the marketing and those types of things is going to be really important because the other part about this is, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, we may go into a completely different global pandemic, but that doesn't mean that your dreams and your goals and how you want your life to be has to fully fall into the global pandemic. You know, I didn't really think I was going to be here five years ago looking at that five-year plan and reading through it, but here I am. And so that's the other thing. Now, if you're going through this and you're having a harder time, you're like, I don't really know. I want you to think about your life 20 years from now. So let's close our eyes together. My eyes are closed. You can't see because this is a podcast. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. And if you need a moment to just get settled in, do that. This is not an official meditation, but just take a deep breath and think about it. So recording this, it is 2023. So in 20 years, it will be 2043. I am currently 28 years old, so I will be 48. Wow, I'll be 48, y'all. And I kind of have an idea of what I would want by 48. I hope I'm married by then. And I hope I'm happily married. You know, being happily married is really important to me. Having a good, healthy relationship is really important to me. And, you know, kids are kind of TBD. I've talked about this a little bit more publicly about going back and forth of whether or not I want kids. But if I do have kids, I want to be present, right? And if you are a mom currently you know, how old are your kids be? I think of some of my clients who have little babies and some of the babies who have been born this year, they'll be in their 20s. That's, that's for some of the babies, I'm like, wow, my internet niece will be 20. You know, so what does your life look like? Did you have your last kid this year and you are now, you know, empty nesters and you guys are starting to travel more, you're doing more. What does that look like for you? Maybe you're a little bit older than me and you're in your 50s. What does that look like and what is important, right? So thinking about a healthy relationship, well, 20 years from now, if I'm married, you know, I'm not going to wake up one day and be like, I'm in a happy, healthy marriage. That's going to be things that I put on my calendar to make sure that I have date night twice a week. Ryan and I have two date nights. One is at home and one can be at home or not at home. It kind of depends on the week and stuff. And so if that's important to me 20 years from now to have that healthy marriage and relationship, I need to start cultivating that right now. You know, if I have kids, obviously you can prepare yourself as much as you can, but there's not a lot. But thinking about, okay, is there an opportunity for me to plan if I decide to have children later on, set up wealth, those types of things. And then I want you to think not about your business, but about your impact. So the reason why I say not about your business is because to be honest, I want you to have permission if you don't want to be in business in 20 years. If you are here for maybe 15 years and you want to retire or you want to do other things, 
So when I think about 48-year-old Megan, you know, I have done the onstage speaking circuits, right? I've done, you know, I have that vision in my head where I'm speaking on stage. That may not be your vision, and that's okay. What is your impact and your influence, and what have you created? What is your body of work? You know, what are you known for? And I want you to think about it on the biggest scale you can, or even on the smallest scale you can. For me, and I've talked about this openly, I want to write books. I want to share the education that I have and be able to talk about it. And as an avid reader, you know, writing books is really huge. And so, you know, by the time I'm 48, how many books do I have out? What kind of response do my books make? What are the things that I can work towards today to get to that goal? And you see how we're kind of doing this back and forth, right? With that, it helps you be able to build up to it because the interesting thing is about this book that I have been reading is that dreaming big, and this is something I experienced with 100K in 90 days, dreaming big in the moment you're like, I have no clue how I'm going to do this. I had no clue how I was going to make 100K in sales in 90 days. I had no clue how I was going to launch a podcast or doing that. But when I had the end goal in mind, it allowed me to start figuring it out as I went because your planning should only be 20%. You know, we're talking about annual planning and it's important to have an annual plan, but 80% of what you're doing should be taking action on those plans. And so if you are someone who 20 years feels too far or you've done your 20-year goal and then you want to work back 15 and then 10 and then 5 and then in a year, I encourage you just to take time to think about it because your life is so important. It is so important. And I'm trying not to cry, but it's also very short. You have so much to give people. And that's why, you know, life happens when you're making plans and having these plans. We never know if they're going to come to fruition and what's going to happen. But it's okay to sit down and say, I want my life to go this way. And the things I want to do are important. And having these big goals can feel so overwhelming and so scary. It is okay to work at it and to do it and to have these big dreams. You know, Kendra Scott recently talked about in a TikTok interview about how her big thing was to become a billion dollar brand. And she didn't know how she was going to do it, but she got there. And it's just like, I want women to think in these massive opportunities for them and their family because that that's what was modeled for me. And that's why I'm such an avid, like, do your annual plan and then adjust when shit hits the fan, right? So obviously, I want you to go back through this episode. And if you were someone who wants to be a part of the training, wants to do more of this, go ahead and either join Sales Society or start your seven-day trial and join us inside of Sales Eat the Membership. And if you're listening to this and you don't have time, I want you to bookmark this and come back because you can have a better year next year. You can build the business that you want. And even if this year didn't go the way that it want, like you wanted it to, it can be different. And I'm always rooting for you. Have a great day.